Episode 179 of the Defensive Security Podcast. My name is Jerry Bell, and tonight we have the annual podcast mashup. Okay, everybody shush for a sec. Can you guys hear me? Yep. Are you there? All right, good. Is this thing on? (laughs) Have you tried turning it off and back on again? Oh. Okay. On this episode of the InfoSec End of Year Podcast Extravaganza, roll call. I'm Tracy Mayleaf from the PVC Security Podcast. I am Ed Rojas from the PVC Security Podcast. I'm Joe Gray from the Advanced Persistent Security Podcast. Hi. I'm Brian Betcher from Breaking Down Security Podcast. I'm Brian Brake uh, from the Breaking Down Security Podcast. I'm Jerry Bell from the Defensive Security Podcast. I'm Andrew Cal from the Defensive Security Podcast and soon to be launched How to Survive in Prison as a Weak White Guy Podcast. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, and I'm Amanda Berlin from Everybody Else's Podcast. All right. Nice. All that nice. and more on this very special episode, the InfoSec End of Year Podcast Extravaganza. So uh, Mr. Brake has a surprise for us for our opening song, so lay it on us. <clears throat> I'm afraid. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna, gonna let give you up. Oh, run around and you. Yep. I'm yeah. gonna make you cry. Gonna Never gonna say goodbye. All right. Yeah, that's good. Just tell me what's over. Quick roll for the internet. Thank so why, can, why couldn't we get uh, Rick Astley to run for president if he's making those kinds of promises? Well, because oh, he's Brit- he's British, first of all. Uh, what? Oh. Oh. All right, order, order, order. Dear, <laughs> dear friends, welcome to a special end of year InfoSec podcast. This is the latest episode in a thrilling collector series. I'm Tracy Mayleaf coming to you from the Philadelphia suburbs. As you heard in the intro, we have an industry, interesting group of podcasters with us today. So uh, I won't go through the names again because we already said that, first of all. But welcome, everyone. Happy end of um, almost end of 2016. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Feliz Navidad. Uh, exactly. Rana Hana Kwanzmas. Oh, the Jesus. Good Festivus. For the rest of us. So let's get into uh, some InfoSec talk here. And uh, why don't we talk about what was your top InfoSec story? And I use the word your because it could either be something in your career that you'd like to share or what you think was a big InfoSec story, maybe on your own podcast, but got a lot of hits. So why don't we just dive in and talk about some of the top stories from 2016? Well, uh, I'll start it because I think the most important uh, InfoSec story of 2016 uh, has to be a tactical edge in Colombia. How was that? I'm still waiting for my knives to be delivered. <laughs> I know. I keep... Anyway, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. A lot of people liked it. You were there. You were uh, typing like a mad woman possessed, and that was uh, <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, 2017. I think Mr. Uh, Jerry Bell may be able to accompany us uh, on that one. 
So that's that. That was that's my 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 top infosec news for 2016. Where's that going to be in 2017? Uh, I think it's going to be back in Bogota. We were thinking Medellin, but it's getting complicated. So we just want to do it back in in, in Bogota again. Uh, smaller, <laughs> more more intimate. But I need to go back and delete some tweets then. Nah, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, me too. I have to go ahead and do a lot of stuff. But you know what? I mean, uh, seriously, uh, if you have a chance of uh, doing, uh, you know, some kind of event get together uh, in your local community, it, it, you should do it. I know that Brian, you 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 you're very involved in your community on the west. Uh, Amanda, I know you do it a lot uh, with the uh, MySec folks, and it's a uh, it's a lot of. Um, it's really rewarding, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, people people do appreciate the, the what you do and, and the effort that goes into it. And when it comes together really nicely, it's it, it's a fantastic uh, experience. And uh, I recommend everyone, you know, if, if we're in a leadership position, go ahead and do that. Plus, it gives you excellent minute. cover as a drug mule going back and forth to Colombia. So it's good. Oh. Okay. So I have, I have an honest question about that. So people who <laughs> hear that it was in Bogota, that it could have been in Medellin, but back in Bogota, you know, you have the, the, the media who paint the whole area, just big, you know, drug war thing going on. How do you help allay those fears to people that, you know, uh, when they're trying to visit Colombia, that it's not going to be just, you know, snowing in Colombia and it's not <laughs> snow? Well, I mean, this this is the best way that I could do it, right? Uh, doing something like this and bringing uh, bringing um, recognized leaders. So um, uh, Tracy was there; she came back nice and safe. Uh, Wendy Nather was there. Wolf was there. Jason Street was there. So the more people that go down there, respected people, and they come back. You know, Erin Jacobs is still talking about it. Uh, so, so, Dave uh, Lewis. Who went, so who went down and didn't come back? <laughs> <laughs> That's for exactly. us to know and you to find out. Exactly. No, no, no. And 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 again, the the only way to to combat that is to go go on your own. A lot of that is you know is yellow journalism, right? Uh, people that have been stuck in the nineteen eighties, nineteen nineties. So yeah. you know, if you're that type of person, stay home. Uh, you know, don't don't come. Well, if I may say <laughs> for myself, the social media for Tactical Edge put out a lot of interesting articles and tweets about the culture of Colombia and all what to see to do and the safety of the of the country so yes I was very proactive in putting that information out there but yes. yeah no it, it was a great experience and I highly recommend it and the people were wonderful and the bread oh man the bread well Valerie Valerie Thomas uh, was uh, tweeting uh, or something that she was in a she's in Queens she went to a Colombian bakery and she said <gasps> nope it's not. It's nothing like the real thing, and I'm. I'm laughing. I'm like, you were. <laughs> you went to Colombia only once, and now you're an expert. By the way, I I see Lurk keeps transforming every. Uh, <laughs> wow. Every second is a new person. What are you talking about? I don't. He looks that. like Harry, he looks like Harry Mudd from uh, the original series Star Trek with the horns. <laughs> well, say, 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 there you go. I just got that photo. So, uh, so let's move on. So let's talk to the defense, the defensive set guys for a second, because you, you handle, uh, the top news stories every week. So I feel like you really have your finger on the pulse of, of the news stories of the year. What comes to mind? As I feel like you forget ones? that we're old and we forget everything we talk about. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but sure. Jerry, you want to, uh, you want to go first? I'm going to, I'm going to go steal. with, I'm going to go with ransomware. Yeah, that you know, I I was gonna go with two. I would say ransomware and probably the Swift uh, uh, banking hacks were the billion the, dollar 
Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know. Have you had a chance to, to see the, the latest news? The multi level yeah, the multi level marketing job. No, yes. no, 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 not, not, not. Oh, yeah. There was an insider job angle. I'm talking about back on ransomware. I mean, my story, not your story. Oh, you're talking about the multi-level marketing version of yes. this? The, the, yes. the Tupperware version. It's excellent. What, what's that all about? So, so if you get ransomware, uh, they'll decrypt your files if you encrypt two of your friends. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Share the love. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> It is the season it's, of giving. It's well. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like the Tupperware of ransomware. Could <clears throat> <clears throat> you just have to but, infect that, that may belong to you or parents? So yeah, that's uh, that's my bad. I called it about eight months ago, I suppose, on the podcast that we would be using or we would be seeing the ring model of ransomware come in you know where if you uh if you don't want to die then you'll you'll have to show the video to what two of your friends or what however the story goes same thing apply here we're using uh our vices against or the hackers are using our vices against us i suppose Hatred so, or I, so wait wait I, I explain that to me again because I, I i lost something <clears throat> in translation so so what's the what's the new thing then you get infected, and then if you infect somebody else, you don't get infected. Yeah, if if you get oh two my. more, two of your friends to get compromised instead, they'll give you back your files. <laughs> friends at this point, right? right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh well, it could be, could be frenemies. Could be friends. It's like an affiliate program, really. So, like at that yeah. point, can't you just spin up a VM and? That's what know, I was going to ask. Yeah, like put it on two VMs well, and cares. I, I don't know. They have to pay. I, yeah, see, that's the thing. I they, I believe they have to pay, right? Oh, they have to pay before before you yeah. get unlocked. Oh crap! <sighs> they think so, of everything. So it's like selling Tupperware, but also getting your friends to be salespeople, and then they're there for sale. It's the it's the malware pyramid scheme. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, so it is like the, wor- to... worst pam- the worst pampered chef party ever. <laughs> 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 Where do you sign up to host one of these parties? You know, I always see people uh, wanting to do like a, a young Nick or unique or uh, pampered chef or thirty one party. Where do you sign up to host these parties to get a cut? Go to ransomware.ru and I'm sure they'll have all the information. The deep web. So it's it's not on Jerry'sMom.com. Oh. oh. So Jerry'sMom.com is currently going down. So it'll be back up later. <laughs> Don't make me put an expletive or I explicit language warning. I think that might be close. I, I think, did I think, not yeah. start that. Uh, I'm going to have to run that past standards and practices. Mm-hmm. Before we... <laughs> Quick college uh, arm. Who else, who else did we not? Um, who else? Uh, Brian Brake. Did we hear from you? What, what do you think yours? What do you think the big story is? Well, uh, I think our big story of the year was actually uh, one of our earlier interviews that we had with, oh, that's my wife. Look at her. She got me some pralines for Christmas. What? Sorry. Um, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> it's the small thing. So um, squirrel. I, I think, <laughs> squirrel, exactly. I think one of our best interviews that we did this year, because uh, we don't do news stories. We're not news of the week. We try to you know, educate people. Uh, no, I'm not being passive aggressive. But... <laughs> Much. Uh, we actually got, what, what are you trying to say there, Brian? 
I'm not. I'm not saying anything. Okay. Am I? So uh, I got a. So I'll give a little backstory. So a friend of mine who uh, now is, you know, uh, as the head of RhinoSec, uh, Ben Cottle, works up here in Seattle. You know, it's a one-hour show, right? I know. I know. I'm just <laughs> being quick. So he he asked me to lunch, and he said, "Hey, I've got something interesting for you." And I was like, "Okay." So he sat me down to lunch. We had a, a little a lunch here in Capitol Hill in uh, in Seattle area, and he said, "I have an interview for you. Do you know Hector Munsiger?" And I said that's sabu and he's a guest and i was like uh okay he's like uh would you like to interview him talk about his experiences so we had him on and i thought that was a a really great interview that we had with him um him discussing you know how he was able to make ends meet after he left fbi custody by using uh, bug bounties uh you know how that paid off and how he was able to you know work his way back to you know regular job and uh, you know, getting himself back, uh, you know, re- you know, from being rehabilitated and uh, and and becoming a, a working member of society. Excellent, excellent. And then I guess uh, I'm last here. Um, I'm really I'm going to have to say the whole IoT botnet thing because I think it's still developing. And as we talked on about on one of our last PVC Tech recordings you know, about manufacturers being held responsible for, uh, you know, for the devices. And I just, I just feel like that's, that's just like the tip of the iceberg. Um, And actually, I was thinking of this question when I was walking the dogs earlier. So if I can give another answer too, I actually think the election, I'm not getting into any politics specifically, but the security and privacy issues that have developed from the election cycle, I feel like has made those issues more of a household term than than SWIFT or ransomware, you know, to average, you know, Joe and Joanna Q public. I think that's more on the minds of the of the public end users versus the uh, security community. Thanks for skipping Amanda and me for yeah, hours. Really hours. I, asked, I asked who else was, was left, nobody said anything. Well, I was going to say Amanda <laughs> and Joe. Oh, my God. Sorry. Go. Joe, do you want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, you can go first. Um, I want to say the most impactful uh, issue that we had is when I couldn't access Twitter uh, (laughs) because of all of the uh, DNS DDoSing. Where do you go to even complain when that happens? You know, I tried to to complain on Twitter. It just wouldn't work. That's the problem. When Twitter's down, where do you complain? I just like yelled out my window. That's that's when you go back to MySpace. I had the same I had the same reaction. I would totally tweet this out if I could. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's usually people going on to Facebook going, oh, my God, Twitter's down. That's or usually how IRC. Yeah. Yeah, or any, yeah, any other one. Yes, I apologize, Amanda. Yes. And then uh, that is a very – that was a very big story. And how about you, Joe? It helps if I take it off a of mute. Um, yes. Honestly, all the really good, juicy stuff uh, really got covered. So uh, picking up the scraps, I would say probably, you know, you said the election. I'll say the DNC hacks. I'm not going to say that that influenced the election, and I'm going to stay out of politics, but it definitely increased the public awareness perspective of what's going on out there. And actually, you know what? I just thought of something as I'm saying this that is that is huge. <laughs> Yahoo! Yahoo! I mean, that that was pretty big. I mean, everybody saw it coming, but that's probably the biggest news thing that's not been said, in my opinion, honestly. 
I think it, we, I, I think it was forgotten. Yeah, a lot who, of who the stuff at the beginning of the year <laughs> we're going to forget about. Yeah. Okay, so so here's my question then. Since I'm the, the newbie among this group here, would you say that this year has had way more huge stories? Because I feel nah. like there's there's hard nah. to pick from. You don't nah. think that there's more than past nah. years? I think no. it's the same thing. Same way. I'd, I mean. I'd say over the, <laughs> at least the last five, well, four or five years has been pretty consistent with data breaches and everything else, major vulnerabilities. Yeah, it was the year I'd say of the it's region, been accelerating right? at a steady pace. How about that? Yeah, I could I could go for that. Okay. Well, I, I think, think IoT we... botnet's a new thing. I don't think we had a, a you know to the severe degree that we had. I mean, we had outages on the East Coast. You know, Octo was obviously Octo and another duo. You know, two factor systems were based out of the East Coast because even though it wasn't affecting the West Coast initially, people couldn't access their systems that required those systems, you know, um, right. Octa and those on the West Coast because the East Coast was required to authenticate you to the West Coast system. So, yeah, it's just interesting to see how uh, not decentralized our authentication mechanisms have easily become and have become a, a weak point in that respect. I would say that the media, the mainstream media, is getting more interested in reporting events in the information security world than they have been in the past. Oh, absolutely. There was a period in um, October and early November, I was on the same news channel three times uh, talking about different things. And, you know, it was, it's never been that easy to get on the news in the past. Wait a minute. Joe, you've been on TV? <laughs> I, I have. Four yeah, times. How do I get on the TV? On the Dude, TV. I, was, I was on TV the first time this year. Mother. I'm troll Facebook. <laughs> You need a better agent, Brian. Important question. Are we counting America's most wanted segments? I've been on several milk cartons, but I've never been on, you know. Yeah, not and not to catch a predator either. Honestly, in in all fairness, it's selective trolling of their social media. That's really what it boils down to. Okay. I, but yeah, I actually, yeah, it seems like it's it's on it's more household terms. Like you know, Thanksgiving was interesting because yeah, that people you know was talked about at Thanksgiving, and it yeah, it just I know that has never been a topic of conversation before <laughs> at a Thanksgiving. Mean, Jerry and I don't yeah. do much TV, but I mean to be honest, we got more listeners than most TV stations. So I always like to call these kinds of podcasts the coattail riding, uh, you know, defensive security podcasts. So. That's, that's, that's exactly what I was going to ask. I was going to ask. I'm just riding some coattails real sweetly right here. <laughs> I'm just teasing. That, that's how we. That's how we get two more listeners every year. Why do you right. think I'm on everybody else's? <laughs> I, don't, I don't have to keep numbers up. <laughs> Well, actually, you know, the Bryans and I, we, we got a really good uh, coattail to ride uh, just recently with uh, Gary McGraw. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, that was a good show. We're, um, um, as part of our book club that we're doing on the Breakstack Slack channel, we decided to have Gary on with uh, Joe to discuss uh, as secure SDLC, uh, what has changed in 10 years since he, or 12 years since he wrote that book, you know, spoiler alert, nothing much. It's all still busted. <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, it was it was a great show. Cool, and cool. Throw away chapter two. Yeah, throw away chapter. Yeah, just rip it right out of the book. Just boom. <laughs> All right. So. Does anybody else have anything else to add regarding top stories before we move on? No, oh, ma'am. There's not like a ninth person on this call that I, I forgot. Okay, we could we could invite someone. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll break it, Amanda. Stop. Don't touch it. <laughs> 
Hey, it goes up to ten. I found that out the other day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's start. Let's start with with Joe since he went last uh, the last time. So, Joe, what were your per- own professional wins in 2016? I got out of my old job. I scored what I consider to be a dream job with uh, Sword and Shield. Basically, they're letting me do the defensive side and some pen test as well. So there's a lot of professional growth there. Uh, I finally got consistent with the podcast sometime around April. Uh, I had a lot of uh, pretty good guests. Um, in fact, some excellent guests. Um, you know, obviously some of them are uh, on this show right now. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've, I, I've never been invited, so that's okay. Oh, I'm saving you for episode 50, man. Shots fired. <laughs> so so much passive aggressive energy on this podcast. Oh, absolutely. Um, but with that, you know, I, I think that professionally, I've grown and learned more this year than probably the last three or four years combined. Awesome. Now, Amanda, I know that you're going to be a keynote speaker in 2017, oh which is you know, so exciting. Besides Nashville, it's what April. 22nd? Uh, something like that. I don't know. It's on my calendar. Besides Nashville. It is, it is, it is April 22nd. Okay. April 22nd. Go to Besides Nashville. See Amanda. So I, I know that's, maybe. that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's the my uh, first keynote and I'm, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm now, trying to you come give, You had a great talk at DerbyCon. I mean, you, Lee couldn't make it, but you had a great talk at DerbyCon. That was fantastic. Hey. I I felt like I didn't do that good. <laughs> but that's what I was going to ask. So what have you done this year then that you think, you know, led up to that invitation for the, the keynote? Um, I, I don't know. Pester uh, somebody. I'm, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, Lauren, Lauren, uh, little loss was there and she watched it as well. Um, so she must, I mean, they must have liked it enough to, to think that I'd be a good keynote. So, I was super honored when she asked and just absolutely floored. Um, don't mess hey, it up. Hey, pro tip. Don't pro mess tip, it up. Don't, don't screw it up. Oh, yeah. Don't thanks. screw it up. <laughs> I, I can just imagine it's going to be an audience full of trolls. No like, pressure. No pressure. <laughs> it's going to be great. Um, but I have a couple good ideas for it. Uh, other good things this year. Uh, I got a book deal. So that's what probably is? the yeah. thing yeah. ever happened to me. Wait, are you finally doing the Fifty Shades of Infosex series you talked about? Oh yeah, oh. yeah, it's going to be oh, way please. better than the original book. Mm-hmm. We can <laughs> the, hell, the hell of a Yola, the hell of a Yola, right? Um, and they get a promotion at work, so that's a cool All thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice, very cool. So, can you talk about what the what what the book is? Because that's something you want yeah. to say. Yeah, yeah, I was going to. Has a really cool name. Has a really cool name. By the way, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's the Defensive Security Handbook. Wow. Yep. I didn't uh, know you wrote a book about listening to our podcast. That's amazing. So cool. All I did was do a tech... Co- copy text. Chapter one, dumpster fire. Chapter two, sorry. It's more of a pamphlet, really. <laughs> Chapter five, grooming llamas. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so you should actually have. Uh, uh, Jerry and Lurg write your forward for it. It would only be appropriate. Ooh, I, you know, I haven't even thought about that. There you go. Do it. Do it. Probably something we should think about. Um, Joe, I'll slip you five bucks later, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Um, yeah, I haven't even thought about. I kind of forgot about forwards. Um, 
I lost my train of thought. Oh, I did add all of the podcasts. We have we have uh, uh, our last chapter chapter is actually called the Extra Mile, where it's um, little pieces and parts that don't really fit anywhere else in the book. <laughs> <laughs> so all the podcasts go there okay yeah yeah so wow. we we have like a master list of websites podcasts um <clears throat> blogs and something else can't remember twitter accounts no that'd be horrible <laughs> ill-advised other miscellaneous cybers yeah yeah so you guys are on the under the podcast section Nice. Cool. Thank you. Nice. Awesome. So, uh, Mr. Petcher, you're a little quiet. Let's hear from you. Okay. So, uh, in 2016, I think my biggest milestone was the launch of uh, an IR tool that I yeah. created with one Michael Goff called LogMD. It's, it's accelerated pretty rapidly. Uh, we launched it in March, and it's become a really nice tool. And we use it almost every day in our company, in our lab, and it's only going to get better. We've got a few things. Uh, we've, well, we've got a long list of stuff to add to it, but already it's becoming a uh, a, a standard for us. So, And it comes out of trying to make our job easier and make our job more effective. <laughs> Right, so it's like a combination of a bunch of different tools, and that uh, sounds it's great. Come along, and it's self-sustaining now, so it's really That's awesome. Good. And how does one procure that if they wanted to? Get One million dollars. <laughs> well, it's on log-md.com. Don't go to logmd.com, otherwise you'll get some proctologist in Wisconsin. <laughs> but if you go to log-md.com. <laughs> Or a tree, or an arborist, jeez. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, it's a it's an IR tool, and it's a free download. So, yeah, take it for a joyride, and uh, we do offer a pro version, which gives you uh, a lot more features, and uh, it's a lot quicker because you can use whitelists and things, so... So how yeah. many angry emails do you get from people who are unhappy with the free version and demand <laughs> features for their free tool that they got for free? A few. Okay. A few. Really? Yeah. What kind of things are they asking for that you're not giving them for free? Support. <laughs> yeah, basically, um, hey, this this isn't working or, or something to that effect. But yeah, it's not much. I mean... Um, a lot of people, we, we ask that they sign up so we can send them updates, right? So when we update the tool, which is about every quarter, we will give them a link that they can download the latest version. But some people think that they can enter a fake email address and expect to uh, get the tool. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, they are tools for thinking that. So. Oh. Exactly. Nice. So, Mr. Uh, is, are you done showing your, your pralines over there, Brian? Can you? Uh... Uh, man, it is. I already <laughs> ate half the things. Man. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I'm glad you asked about my uh, my stuff for this year. Uh, what would I have accomplished? So, um, I <laughs> yes, I got I got to sell myself. I got nothing else. I mean, I'm not really doing much at, at work that I would consider challenging. Um, uh, you know, I do vulnerability management, so. 
it's pretty much a thankless job. But for, for the podcast, you know, we started a Slack channel. Um, in, in my off time, I work, I do a gathering called CSEC East, where a bunch of people in the Seattle and um, Redmond, Bellevue uh, area get together every first Tuesday of the month, and we talk about security. You know, we had um, a bunch of people at our last uh, our last December meeting. Miss uh, Totenkopf, uh, co-founder of the sh of the of the event, came. Uh, she was up here on uh, business travel, so she got to hang out with us. Uh, Jay Beal from Guardians came up. I mean, we have a bunch of people uh, from a varied uh, you know area of expertise. Some people do firmware development. Some people are you know PMs learning about security. I mean, it just really is all types of people. And, very nonchalant, very uh, chill atmosphere. We have dinner somewhere. Um, started the Slack channel on, on BreakSec, and we have a, a few people there. Um, we started some sub-channels, uh, mostly a book club. So we're going through the book, like we mentioned, Gary McGraw's uh, Software Security, Building Security In. I think that was it, yeah. Matter of fact, our, uh, our book club meets in about 45 minutes, so I'm gonna have to do that. <laughs> Um, we actually, we started out with two people on the first episode and on uh, the first chapter and we were on chapter six in about 45 minutes and we're on, um, we had like eight people the last time we show, uh, showed up. So I'm hoping it'll get bigger. Nice. And after, I know after we finish the book, we're going to do a CTF thing where we're going to get uh, a war game or we're going to do something like over the wire. And we're going to do one of those games, uh, where, you know, we all get together and I'll hang out or something and. Um, basically go over them and we'll teach people various things. And, and, uh, you know, if you've never done a CTF or a pen test or a, a board game before, um, <laughs> thank you, honey. Love you. Uh, we're going to, Hey, Hey, uh, Hey, wait, 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 we, we have to, no, we need, I want, I want this kind of service. Yeah. We Holy need, we need to, uh, to narrate what just happened. So. Did you reach out <laughs> to the rest of the class? My wife came into my office slash studio because I work at home. And, uh, you know, she, she brought rotisserie chicken, some uh, smashed, uh, and, uh, very nice. you know, yeah, it doesn't happen often. She's, she's in a good mood. She's just showing off right now. Oh, oh she wants a Christmas present. <laughs> yeah, I, I put it down payment on some of her cars, so she got a brand new car, so. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's that's been what's going on uh, with the podcast. Uh, for the most part, I, I really want it to, to get bigger. I'm learning about uh, search engine optimization. I've been listening to a couple of podcasts that actually talk about doing podcasting, uh, one called the Audacity of Podcast, which um, actually suggested that you take a hiatus every once in a while. So we're going to take two weeks off at the end of the year, the first time in three years we've ever had and no episodes running. So that'll be something new. And uh, I'm going to be working on trying to get, uh, you know, more exposure for the show. So, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, why don't you eat your chicken and I'll move on. So <laughs> don't, yeah. don't worry, Brian, when you're on hiatus, I guarantee you the biggest story of our lifetime will happen. That's right. It happens for risky business. Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think we all know that hearts were broken wide open this year when Mr. Andrew Callett was off the, taken off the market by his <laughs> lovely bride. I, I know mine was. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that so, set. So we know that this was a big, uh, a big year for you personally. So why don't yes. you talk about professionally? Did you get any work done while you were trying to wedding plan? It's been a crazy year. I, <laughs> I would say I got two. Um, one, and this isn't something that many people know about yet, but I'm working on a, uh, a mini book 
uh, right now. Uh, it's not a full-fledged book. It's like about 50 pages. And and that's the first time I've ever done something like that. And it's been very difficult. And I'm not a writer. So that's been an interesting challenge in, in an area that I've trying to get better at. And, and the other big thing was uh, Jerry and I got to help out with the O'Reilly Conference in New York and host the track. And that was really really rewarding and fun and and i felt uh really kind of a highlight of my year this year professionally awesome yeah that was fun and i felt very calm i was one of the participants yeah and it was very calming to have two familiar faces and voices <laughs> there while i got up <laughs> and, and did my lightning talk so you did fun. great you killed it oh thank you thank you Awesome. Now, I saw many photos of Jerry in a three-piece suit or two-piece suit, I guess, this year. So what kind of uh, shenanigans were you up to in your suit, sir? Um, let's see. What kind of what kind of fib can I tell to uh, get out of this? <laughs> Officiate a wedding or... Yeah, that's what, that's what it was. I had I had <laughs> four weeks of back-to-back weddings I had to... Uh... Awesome. No, awesome. I, 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 had, uh, I, had, um, I had about a month... Actually, uh, like five weeks straight uh, up at the mothership in New York for some uh, some government meetings. Um, can't really go into the details, but uh, yeah, that was that was um, exciting. <laughs> um, you know, other otherwise, I, uh, I I I had a pretty significant promotion this year, which was uh, which was pretty cool. It's tied up uh, most of my free time, <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> That, that's that was uh, kind of on a on a professional uh point probably the the highlight of the year i agree that the o'reilly conference by the way was was really great uh, i had a great time at DerbyCon. um at, for the first time i was able to bring my family to a conference which was oh which was really cool. nice i got to meet your lovely wife she's she's fantastic she is it's a shame she's all blind and, and deaf and can't hear you i um, well so, it's obviously. good for me though it's good for me though Yep. Yeah, we obviously <laughs> both of us we married out of our league. So. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, cool. Well, that sounds. I, I know you definitely had a busy year. That's great. So, all right. Did I screw up this time? Got everybody? Am I am I last now for real? You okay. are. <laughs> you, you you are missing your boss. You're missing me. So oh, so for me, well, I already said tactical edge. That was that was awesome. And then the other thing is that I am no longer a colleague of Mister. Mr. Bell, I moved to the big D. Ah, stop poking me in the eye. I moved to the big, <laughs> I moved to, uh, to Deloitte and, uh, very happy here. Um, uh, enjoying, enjoying my time. So, uh, pretty good. Moving on, moving on up like the Jeffersons. <laughs> oh, I, 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 bought, I bought my ranch, Rancho Grande. Yes. Moved oh, into a nice, beautiful place. Oh, I loved it. Nice. 2016 has been really, really good. I've been very happy. Cool, excellent. I'm, so, I'm going to have to stop by the Rancho with my hey. travels from Atlanta to Knoxville, just to uh, absolutely have a look around and uh, collect some OSINT. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Coming down. Don't don't worry about the binoculars. <laughs> I, I won't give you the address. I already know you know what it is. So cool. So this was a, a huge year for me because this was my my debut into InfoSec. I quit my law firm library job the end of January of 2016. 
And my last day at the firm was February 5th. And then about two weeks later, I was at B-Side San Francisco and RSA. <laughs> so, and never looked back. And this has been, I've traveled so many miles and I've had so many great experiences. I've met so many great people. And I started the year, actually <laughs> January, I went to ShmooCon. And then two weeks ago, I actually presented at, at my first security conference at B-Side's Philly. Woo! Yay. Excellent. Yay. So, yeah, I'm really excited. I have, you know, I've been writing articles. I wrote a chapter in a book. Um, you know, I get to, I get asked by so many great people to be on podcasts. <laughs> so, yeah, so this 2016 has been pretty much, you know, my year of InfoSec, and it's been pretty amazing. So let's move to the next one. Wishlist for Santa. InfoSec related. InfoSec related. Yes, yes. I am. <laughs> <laughs> so quiet. Well, my goodness. Well, well normally we that... kind of call out who should go first, and so we don't. All oh, all right, all right. Well, there you go. You go first, Lord. <laughs> um, Andrew. Uh, either's fine. You know, personally, I, I I would love for the drama level to come down a bit in, uh, in our yes, industry. Please, <laughs> nice halo. <laughs> you took my answer. Sorry, sorry. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm not Pollyanna to think we're going to fix all our problems, but we, we have a lot of self-inflicted wounds, I think. And just... Do you think it's marketing? Uh, do you think it's marketing issues? I mean, do you think that we're overselling and underdelivering, uh, or do you do you think that it's just, you know, we we've we were talking about this, uh, Amanda and, and and Brian and and I on a lost episode that'll probably come up in, in the near future, but it seems like that. We use flowery language, and the people who are making the decisions don't get proper input from people to to make the right decisions. So they get wooed by you know the sales weasels, you know X company, to you know make the wrong decision because they got to them first. Having having worked for ten years in sales engineering, absolutely that occurs. But I think at the same time most of the solutions are built around solving the problem the company can solve, not the problem the customer actually has. And uh, I think most of our challenges are, are far more cultural and people oriented than technology oriented. And, and we suck at solving those problems. We want a blinky box. Well, I mean, doesn't the blinky box solve the problem in a compliance framework by saying, okay, we have, you know, for instance, they don't sponsor any of our shows. I don't think Rapid Seven. We got an exposed, so we're doing vulnerability assessment instead of saying, "Well, we use Open Boss," because it's easier to say, "Well, we have Rapid Seven instead of proving that Open Boss is actually a good tool. Yeah, okay, but if you take that forward, you can find all the vulnerabilities, but then getting the culture and the structure to get them patched in a timely matter is what really the problem. The, the problem is not finding vulnerabilities. The problem is patching systems rapidly. Mm. And that's usually more of a cultural, I mean, this is really off, off kind of my original point, but it was really, that's more of a cultural and structural challenge and a disconnect typically between the, the incentives that IT has, the incentives that security has, and they're not very well aligned in that case. And, and, and that's a constant challenge. I think. Yeah, you've also forgot the, you know, the incentives of the developers to fix it as far left as possible as well. Right, sure. You know, the get to market first thing is, you know, because they were, you know, the customer was promised eight months ago that this was going to be 
here in December and really it's supposed to be January, but now they've got to hurry and, you know, push out crap and it's not ready to go yet. But. Yeah. Our, our entire software industry is based on rapid innovation and ra rapid iteration, which is contrarian to security. Oh, the heck. Dr. Strangelove, man. <laughs> but, but all that being said, just to kind of wrap back on my point, when I say drama, I mean a lot of self-induced drama. I mean, and I think that's just, we're not very good at learning from each other and, and helping each other. And um, I think it's, it's something we could do a lot better at in our industry. Egos get in the way a lot. <clears throat> yeah. Mm. Well, okay. So we, we put the problem out there. What's the solution? It's obviously not more cons because I think we're con saturated. Counseling. Counseling. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, you've got a lot of different strata of age and experience and maturity levels involved. Mm -hmm. um, if, if I'm being brutally honest, I think <coughs> folks who cause a lot of drama get far more outsized influence and reaction from the collective group than they probably should. I think if we did a better job of ignoring the drama, it would not have as much of an impact. Why is he looking at Amanda when he's saying that? <clears throat> oh, wow. Gloves are off. That really hurts. <laughs> I'm kidding. Christmas podcast. Christmas podcast. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to. I don't want to get too controversial, but I, I do think that we focus on a lot of ancillary issues that distract ourselves from actually helping keep our company safe. Mm. Well, Dave Kennedy had a good uh, article yesterday. Uh, I don't know if you guys read it on his blog, yeah. right? About yeah. all this uh, again, the the whole thing about fake news being out there. So hopefully, Santa is nice uh, in 2017 and gets rid of a lot of those fake news and just people looking for glory and whatever you know, the five uh, seconds or five minutes of fame. No, so. see, the, the problem is you had you had sites like the Onion and the Duffel Blog and all those where. You know, you obviously knew that it was a satire website because it was pretty much emblazoned on every site. Then you have these sites that are kind of stealthy where, you know, people post something that's just really stupid, but, you know, it sounds plausible enough for people to believe. And now we've come to the whole point where people are making news up and all you need, and we've seen it before, where you get some mainstream person who will pick it up as a real news story and run with it without realizing, oh, it's an Onion article or, or Well, whatever. that's what, that's what uh, I'm sorry, that's what uh, Jerry did a couple of weeks ago, right, Jerry, when you were posting a whole bunch of fake news, and actually, I'm like, what, are you serious? <laughs> I actually thought one of them was real. I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> Can I just say that as a librarian, I have been fighting against and educating people about fake news long before it was cool. So, welcome to the party, people. She's a fake okay. news hipster. Oh, easy. Just now to chime in on the, just to chime in on this whole fake news thing, um, I mean, that's what I would like to see disappear: misinformation itself. Um, just because, I mean, I understand that there's a revenue model based on their traffic, and clickbait gets traffic, and so on. But the problem is uh, oftentimes I see a lot of irresponsible journalism that basically uh, puts a misleading title to something. And, you know, like you guys were saying, they just run with it. And then, you know, look at how it handles misinformation campaigns leading up 
you know, back to the election. Look at look at the uh, misinformation that was involved with that on both sides. Yeah. It was yeah. like, you know, I, I saw a meme that said uh, uh, President Obama and Hillary uh, barbecued uh, a bald eagle in the uh, um, uh, birdbath <laughs> of the White House. Yeah, but who hasn't? <laughs> Come on. That's, that like, does sound pretty amazing. It tastes yeah. good with an orange sauce. It's, it's fantastic. It really is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and mashed, and mashed potatoes, right, Brian? That's not real. Wait, that's not the, real. The, the one caution I have on on the on the crusade against fake news is that very quickly <laughs> becomes crusade against different opinion and yes. free speech. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I don't know how to find that balance yet, but um, well, well, I, it's about it's about provenance of the of, of information. You know, checking resources. And I mean, that's the that's one of the first steps is just looking where the information is coming from. I'm not saying that the mainstream sources are absolved from this, but that's for a lot of people. That's just the first step is, you know, are you getting something from the you know World News Weekly or are you getting something from NPR? Look, you know? look, Bat Boy did give birth <laughs> to an alien. <laughs> I read it. It's true. It was an inquirer. That's right. (laughs) Well, what we need is another government agency. Let's call it the Ministry of Truth. Actually, easy Captain Literary over there. You're you're hitting the exact point, which is that you know approved truth is very close to combating fake news. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And one of the things I was going to chime in before uh, Mr. Betcher uh, brought the reference out is um, 1984 was not intended as an instruction manual. That is true. (laughs) That is true. So so I I go back to the Dave Kennedy uh, article yesterday where he's taking on, you know, those those type of fake news. So wouldn't it be nice then if, if people in the industry start doing the same thing whenever you see something stupid like that you know just come out and and prove it just like the way that he did it right mm-hmm. uh because i mean he he took that article and he disproved it and and tore it to pieces what, <laughs> really what, what quick was, what was the article so you know so we about know. the uh about the netgear router that you oh, know yeah. stop buying all the netgear router because it's got a, a, a an incredible flaw and everything oh, and yeah. and and the other thing also about the uh the, the app that allows you to steal a Tesla uh, mm-hmm. from a client, and he went, he went and said, "Well, first of all, you have to do, you know, a fish phishing attack, and you have to install the uh, fake app." And I mean, it was just incredible. Uh, and like I said, what David did there was just go and take a look at the article, and uh, with very specific reasons, just destroyed it. Yeah. And and I think that's pretty cool. That that was pretty good. And and I you know it's something that a lot of us could do if we want to do it. What the heck does? I just want to show this real quick. My dedication to research. I have an actual card catalog in my living room. Wow, this Goodness. is one of the drawers from the card. Nice. Catalog. And yeah, apparently, like it's, it's all about gin. Yeah, it's all about gin. Yeah. Oh, well, that's why I pulled this one out. Yeah. Right. Gin wow. and goo. Okay. Well, that's a fun weekend. <laughs> All right. Uh, Speaking of goo. Sounds um, like a Tuesday night. That's right. You so, know, all the, the hacker Santa things came out. And uh, I just wanted to mention to the to the Shmoo folks, thank you for the for the gift that they sent out. Uh, um, Don't Look Behind You, I think was his name. Uh, so. Yeah. <clears throat> 
that was a uh, that was something you did this year, Miss uh, Amanda, that you forgot to right, to right, yeah, we did. Um, it was the second annual Hacker Secret Santa. That's right. And we had fifty-two people this year. Nice. Yep. Don't look yeah. behind you. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> um, I think out of all the gifts that I saw. I think the one that you ended up with, Brian, is my favorite. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. It's a Raspberry Pi with a CTF oh, loaded on it. Very it's nice. It's got an evidence tag with FBI evidence tape on it. And it says, um, you know, plug me in for a good time. I <laughs> post a CTF challenge, but no worries. I support DHCP. The nickel is a hint. So they sent me a plug nickel, like a wooden nickel, and a challenge coin from the FBI. Oh. Computer nice. scientist field operations. <laughs> nice pretty badass i love it wow so yeah i'm gonna be attempting to not screw that up yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. but you know w- w- one one thought that occurred to <clears throat> what we were talking to is that we were talking about fake news and and marketing and hype uh, we're going the wrong direction i think on vulnerability hype too it's now becoming oh, yeah. a marketing staple to you know have logos and uh names for it and and you know, furry we're, still doing animals. That? we're still doing that this year. I know I, I didn't oh, hear it's much getting, this it's year. Getting worse. Next, we're going to have theme songs and mascots and yeah, the celebrity what was the one that had a merchandise that had right. merchandise or something. Uh, I'm waiting for the first football stadium to be named after vulnerability. Heartbleed <laughs> Stadium. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That'll be the, that'll be the Philadelphia Eagles Stadium. Oh, oh. <laughs> wow. So, okay, so that's that's part of the whole marketing thing and the hype thing, too. we got to call that stuff out, or we've got to not, like, you know, Risky Business, they're not mentioning, like, vulnerability names anymore on the show. Um, I, I think it's like, <clears throat> to bring something negative in, but it's like, you know, when they do, ma- when mass shootings occur, they don't share the name of the shooter to not glorify the gentleman. Yeah, or the person who did it. If we don't glorify the name or the fact that it's got, you know, haha! Look, they put a vulnerability with a merch site and all that stuff. I think those things would go away. But we like to glorify that stuff. We like to troll that stuff on Twitter, and people eat that up. That's true. I think a lot of our problem is marketing and um, exposure. But the, I think, but that marketing to... is is not targeted at us at our level of. I know. Yeah, and the executives and and that sort of thing. It's. I know. It's gonna I... be tough to fight. I know. I've gotten an email where there's a kernel vulnerability, remote RCE. I don't hear a thing from my CEO. Mm-hmm. The minute it gets a name, CEO gets a call. I get a call from CEO. Hey, ETF. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God. So does that mean like when we want things to actually go through, we should give them names? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is Project <laughs> Storm. Let's just work Fire. with it. That's why they yeah. started naming Winter Storms. Yeah. Right? Well, because they're more fearful that way. You know. Well, that's yeah, why that's why Amanda's children trauma, has yeah. names. They're pretty fearful. Right. Oh. No, no. Have you hey, met so, them? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, so two things. One question to Amanda first. Did anyone adopt a four-year-old? And second is, are we going to start then seeing vulnerabilities uh, being named after women? Okay, time to go. Thanks. Good to see you guys. Uh-uh. Going to do just... this again? Never. <laughs> And I was I was so angry when I wrote that tweet that I messed it up because he's actually five. <laughs> so false advertisement. Um. So no, nobody took him. He's upstairs sleeping. Um. And I do think uh, I I can think of a couple of women we could probably name vulnerabilities after. Wow. Okay. 
Well, we're saying we need to name them, right? So that they can uh, put up. So uh, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not saying we're going to do it now. I'm like, okay. Do, all right. do you think that's yeah. a good idea? <laughs> if we're going to start naming vulnerabilities. Yeah, we could do it like the, just like the storms. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's kind of like that movie, uh, Bebe's Kids, where it's like, oh, no, it's Bebe's Kids. <laughs> they, they, might, they might have to start right. saying that about Amanda. Oh, no, no, no. All right, so let's move to the next one. Uh, this is going to be a good one because I think that this this, this next topic is going to be um, is going to uh, motivational for some people. Uh, what professional skills or goals will you be working on in the new year? Let's start with Mister. Oh, no, let's start with uh, with uh, Tracy. What won't I be working on in twenty seventeen? <laughs> uh, I am trying to get Net Plus out of the way. And then I'll move on to Security Plus. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to absorb everything. So for me, my immediate need is to try to get some of the more technical certifications down. Um, because I am, I do, while I do have my own business, that was my, uh, you know, my catalyst for change. So I would like a full-time job in the InfoSec world. So uh, whatever it is that I need to do to make that happen. So I've been trying to, to brush up on uh, on tech skills and so much so that I have it on the brain that when I made gingerbread on Sunday, <laughs> one of the ingredients is called blackstrap molasses. And I kid you not, I absolutely swore that the bottle said bootstrap molasses. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's so weird. It's called bootstrap molasses. And my husband's like, that doesn't say bootstrap. I'm like, it does. It says, yeah. So I'm like completely delusional now with, with everything that I see. I see networking stuff everywhere and <laughs> so, uh, well, when, when you start dreaming with it that's when you start getting into trouble yeah yeah so uh, you know and i already have a lot of transferable skills from my other career so i also you know happy to help people with that i you know about networking and speaking and uh you know also research and things like that so uh yeah i just want to be able to to parlay all my existing skills into infosec and then build up where i'm lacking and just kind of continue this uh, trajectory I have. Nice. Let's go with Brian because I know he has to leave soon. I think. Yep. Brian, uh, Brian. Well, Brian, with why? I got about twenty minutes. So oh, okay. Um, I've I've been shamed for dessert. For your <laughs> I'm having craving for dessert. Right? And that doesn't tip mean under the plate. That doesn't mean you get to talk all twenty minutes. You have left. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. No problem. No problem. <laughs> so, like I, like I said, I want to work on the podcast a little bit. I hear y'all. Don't worry. <laughs> I hear y'all. So, <clears throat> I want to work on the podcast some more. I'd like to actually, um, you know, get some more listeners. I'd like to double the amount of listeners we have this time nice. next year. Nice. How many? How um, many listeners you have now? I'm not going to say. Four. I, I know we have. I know well, we have. we're not all going to stand at the at the urinal with a ruler and figure it out. Okay. Uh, so. No, I, I know we have two at least. So that's. Good. Well, that, yeah, that, my mom, my my wife don't even listen, so I got one. So. Oh, um, okay. And uh, Miss Totenkopf, Miss Megan Wu has shamed me into submitting a talk for B sides proving grounds. Yay. So it may I may end up being in Vegas in August. So. Nice. Uh, and then I'll, in May, I'll be at Sands West taking G-Pen. So I'm going to try to get my G-Pen certification. Nice. So it's like 560. So, nice. um, yeah. And um, ideally, I'd like to be at a better job. I mean, um, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, you mean yeah. you want a promotion? Yes. And you've been working on that for, for quite yeah. a while. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. I remember. I remember this conversation in last year's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, I've been working a lot on the podcast, so you know. <clears throat> yeah. So that's me. All right. How How about Amanda? Oh gosh, I have a lot of things. Um, so. Probably first and foremost, I've been trying to uh, learn how to code. So I've been spending like an hour a day trying to learn Python. So hopefully... What, what are you using to learn it? Uh, any any online, cybery, anything um, like that? Or? I'm just reading um, uh, how to learn Python the hard way. Oh, That's okay. a good one. I got yep. that one. Yep. So I'm going through the online one of that and doing all the exercises, which has really nice. helped. Nice. Um, I, uh, the majority of stuff I do at work is based around Splunk. So I want to learn a lot more about Splunk. Um, and then I want to sell like a million copies of my book so I can become independently wealthy. That's why I recommended it for the book club. Oh yeah. So I'm actually curious. Sorry. You said I'm, I'm took an intro to Python class. Do you find it as, as exciting as I do, or am I just a giant nerd? You're just a giant nerd. Okay. Oh, <laughs> okay. oh. I, well, I hope that gives so, me street cred in the emphasis. It does. Uh, uh, coding anything has always not come easy to me. Like networking always came easy. OS stuff always came easy. Um, coding does not at all. So it's a big struggle. What? Mr. Betcher is fairly decent at that. We can always pick his brain. So. Fairly decent. He's a dirty developer now with the LogMD thing. So nice. Yeah. So that's a good segue. So Brian with an I, what uh, what are you looking to learn this year? Um, uh, I actually wanted to start this year, but the book isn't out yet. It was supposed to be out in November. Windows Internals Volume Seven. Or, Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> volume Seven. Um. <laughs> Uh, it's called, uh, well, 7th edition, right? Right. So I ordered it quite a while ago, and it was supposed to be out November 7th or something. Now, and then they took that off. They said, well, we don't know when it's going to be out. And now it says uh, March something. Oh. So if anybody runs into Mark Rasinovich, just, you know, ask him WTF on the book. <laughs> Come on, guys. I'm waiting. Well, you can tweet yes. my bet on Twitter. I bet. <laughs> well. Who isn't, right? Yeah, exactly. Cool. So that's it. So then you're not going to do nothing from now until March? That's right. Nothing oh. Nothing at all. <laughs> I'm just waiting on the book. Oh, you know, my God. Gonna, that's pretty good. Yeah. How are you, Andrew? What are you up to other than flying? Yeah, no, actually, I, I do have a couple of ratings I want to work on this coming year for flying. I want to get my instrument rating and my multi-engine rating, but that's not what you're asking. Um. <laughs> Professionally, you know, I, I'm, I'm working on a bunch of new projects at work now, so that's going to take me in a lot of directions. I'm not exactly sure where it's going to take me, but uh, I, I am trying to work more on some of the more executively useful skills and soft skills and budgeting and, you know, not, not less technical stuff, but different stuff. So cool. Um, that's kind of where I'm probably going to focus in 2017, but who knows? There's a lot of, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure to be real honest. I'm not sure where, where 2017 is going to take me yet. So we'll see. Oh, cool. How about you, uh, Mr. Mr. IBM? <laughs> oh boy. 
Well, I, I, I've got a pretty long list. You know, I, I guess the big thing that I want to focus on in 2017 is building communities, right? So I want to, I want to focus on organizing some. You some mean things. like Jonestown community and <laughs> Kool Aid offered? Uh, you know, I, I, I want to, I want to lead the the infosec community to righteousness, and you know, if we can't get there. <laughs> If we will can't there get there the right way, shoes? we will. Good luck with that. <laughs> Don't eat the brown llamas. Um, no, I, I agree with Jared. Um, I, I was trying to do that myself, you know, with the, uh, the the book club thing. I'm not trying to be Oprah, but, you know, to try to walk through a book with somebody or do the CTF thing, do the CSEC East, you know. It, it's hard enough to get people together to do something. Consistency is a key, you know. Yeah. We do CSEC yeah. East every month. We're doing the CTF thing every two weeks or so. You know, when I do the CTF thing, it'll probably be every week. We can swing it. I, I find that if consistency is 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 the key, if your people are expecting it to happen, they, then they'll be more likely to show up if they know it's going to occur. If they, you know, we have a, several organizations up here in Seattle that meet every month, every six weeks. They just pick a date and whatever. Nobody shows up. So. I will tell you, when Jerry's mom is on the main stage, people show up. <laughs> oh, what is that? Oh. What is Jerry showing? I know. Oh. I was going to say something about that, but... What was that? Alan Thick died. I oh. had nothing to do with it. Nothing. <laughs> Who died? Alan Thick died. Oh, no. It wasn't me. 2016. Alan Thick. Oh, no. Yeah. So They're so going to be dropping like flies until 2017, yeah. I think. So, so back to Jerry. Uh, apart, apart of white, the thing with white shoes. What else? Uh, so I, 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 um, I also want to uh, to tweet less. That's that's one really. Of my, <laughs> yep, yep. That's and, fake news right there. We just said we don't and, want more fake news. And and I want to uh, I want to get back into the swing of writing blogs, and I want to focus on uh, developing some concepts I've got around. Uh, the perception of uncertainty and how that applies to uh, to information security and and in, in particular to how that drives uh, infosec and, and IT practitioners down bad pathways, right? Because I think there's a lot of there's a lot of discussions, but it's always been in in terms of you know the stupid users and yeah. and i i think that from from my perspective the the really interesting and the really productive uh avenue to that i want to pursue is is how how these concepts apply to uh to to practitioners so that that's uh you know the, and beyond that i want to figure out how to be a better executive right i mean i'm i, I well you can't get much worse well exactly right it's only up from here <laughs> i can only go up that's right <laughs> All righty. I'll be interested to see those blog posts because I I think you're right. If if we fail at something, we always end up blaming it on the users, or we say, well, you know, training never works because the users or whatever. I think there's a there's got to be a way to get training to work other than being just a compliance checkmark that nobody actually gets anything out of. I agree. Circle this. All right, so that's a good segue. Um, so that's a good talk there, Jerry, for Tactical Edge. Uh, that, Ooh, that's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> and um, and for me, so I want to do Tactical Edge 2017 again. And uh, I want to be focusing all year on IoT. I'm doing a lot of research on IoT 
and security, but not not end endpoint IoT security, but a end to end type of solution for for IoT when the IoT solutions actually come out. Um, so that's that's my um, that's my goal for this year. How about you, Mister Mister Joe? Um, 2017. I'm. Trying to plan it out now, um, I'm probably going to fly by the seat of my pants. But some things that I would like to accomplish would be, uh, from the certification perspective, probably OSCP, just because Whoa. it would make me more uh, valuable to my employer, uh, and it's OSCP. Um, professionally as well, um, I want to write more blogs, uh, get more blogs submitted elsewhere besides just my website. Uh, I would like to take the podcast to the next level, but, you know, we'll see how that goes as time goes on. Um, I'm going to be teaching a SANS course in, uh, uh, as the mentor course uh, early 2017. And honestly, I would like to develop the Knoxville, Tennessee security community uh, in terms of the groups and uh, everything. So, I mean, and, and honestly, with, with you being in Chattanooga, Ed, it may be you know, something that we might need to uh, collaborate on. Yeah, sounds like a plan. I'm all for it. Do you have a lot of people? Is your, do you have an ISSA or something there that's local? Do you, I mean, what's the security community like? Uh, we have an OWASP and an ISSA. Uh, University of Tennessee has a hacker group, uh, and we have DEF CON. We don't have uh, ISC squared. I've not found HTCIA yet. Uh, the DEF CON group was really small when I went. That's not to say that it's always small. I've not made it out to any of the other meetings yet uh, since I'm still split between Atlanta and Knoxville. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, you know, <clears throat> another thing that I, I meant to say that I left out was, you know, I, I would like to actually start speaking and, and go to more speaking engagements like besides Nashville, besides Knoxville, uh, everywhere, really. Well, Joe and I submitted a proposal for B-Sides Charm in Baltimore. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, there's uh, some training to go with it as well. And now we have a bearded lady. Awesome. Oh, yeah. That just tells you how long we've been on the show. (laughs) Yeah, we're almost done. Did uh, did everybody get a chance to talk about their uh, their hopes and dreams? Okay. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's going to wait until March until uh, the book comes out, and then he's uh, going to. We were listening to him, Brian. Unlike you, sorry, <laughs> he was eating. He, he, right. he was on his seventh course. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, draw on the cheese course. Come next. Let's get into the home the home stretch here. So it's time for plugs, and I have um, two things real quick. I wanted to plug is one, I'm going to be participating in a webinar for Info Security Magazine on January 19th. And also um, a proposal I submitted to RSA was listed as an alternate. So I'm just a lady in waiting trying to (laughs) figure out if I'm gonna be presenting at RSA or not. So that'd be kind of cool. So that's what I have to to plug. Uh, Ed? Uh, B-Size Huntsville with our friend Bubasek, Paul Coggin in February. I know a couple of you are planning on being there. Uh, I will be there to heckle uh, Timothy the Block. It should be fun. And obviously, towards uh, August, September timeframe, uh, uh, I probably, I'm sorry, it's, uh, September, October timeframe, uh, Tactical Edge in Bogota. Awesome. Cool. All right, Joe, uh, any uh, plugs real quick? 
Um, you can catch my blog and podcast both at advancedpersistentsecurity.net. Uh, I write blogs uh, also for Alien Vault, ITSP Magazine, and Tripwire. I also plan on attending B-Sides Huntsville. Uh, I'm also uh, planning on attending B-Sides Nashville and a whole swath of other cons that I have submitted talks and training proposals to. Awesome. Thank you. Brian Betcher, any plugs? Yeah. Right now, I'm working on auto runs for LogMD, doing it better. So if you use auto runs, maybe, uh, let's say, January, February timeframe, I'll be releasing that. I also put in Shrum the last week, which is a database in Windows 8 and 10, where it will tell you how much data left your computer. So if you ever ask the question, did I lose any data? Well, this now you'll know. Uh, and, it, and it can be up to two months uh, back where it'll record how, my, how many bytes left your computer and what application did it. So, yeah, that's in the tool already. And uh, I'm just working real hard every night trying to get um, get this thing better. So that's my plug. You, you should see if you can't come to Blue Hat next year, you know, and showcase your uh, your tool. Awesome. Wait. And, uh, and never mind. That you're working on. Never mind. <laughs> All right, Brian Brake, what, what do you have to plug? Uh, well, you know, I want to plug the show. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to be, um, I'm going to be in Hawaii in February. So uh, I'll be available for autographs then. Um, <laughs> if, if, if I can get accepted to B-Sides Proving Grounds, I guess I'll be there for that. Um, and, uh, I'll be in B-Sides Seattle in February, February, I think. February is when I'm in. Um, so yeah. Um, and of course we're going to do DerbyCon. We're going to try to do the CTF like we did last year. That went over really big, really well. Everyone loved it. We're going to get some help with uh, the CTF from, uh, Mr. Hudak, if he can, uh, Tyler Hudak. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's going to be a busy year and it's going to be on us before we know it. Okay, cool. J Bell. Uh, I, I'll you find me on the podcast, <laughs> defensivesecurity.org. Uh, sound like you've given up. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's it, it's so you know next year seems so far away when, when I don't even know what I'll be doing next week. <laughs> so. Gotcha. All right, we'll turn to the defensive sec podcast. Uh, Callet, what do you have? Uh, yeah, you know, similar to Jerry, I don't have a ton of plan events yet, but I'd love to make it to Derby. Uh, I failed at Shmoo. Uh, so we'll see. I, I need to get some more talks submitted this coming year. So hopefully I've got more to, to pimp out, but, uh, I may have, uh, some publication coming out in the next couple of months. Once that's closer, I'll, I'll, you know, maybe talk about that. Penthouse letters don't count, bro. Oh, <laughs> how about centerfolds? Mm, well, <laughs> Jerry's mom weekly oh. is really coming along nicely. It's, it's look. It's a lot like cat fancier in its its construction. Cat fancier. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Amanda. Lots um, of articles. We know about B sides Nashville and your big keynote oh, yeah. debut. Woo! Um, definitely, definitely make it there. April twenty second. Do you have any other speaking engagements or appearances lined up as of? Um, I will be at Schmoocon. I don't have a ticket, but I'll still be there. Um, is, it, is that a threat? Yep. <laughs> I will find a ticket one way or the other. Um, I'll be at Schmoocon. We can 
grab a drink. Yeah, I'll be in the bar the whole time. So yeah, come, come find well, me. Maybe LobbyCon is the place it's at. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I only went downstairs twice last year. I went for your talk, and then I went and walked around once, and that was it. <laughs> I, I broke you. You're like, that's it. Screw this place. It sucks. I'm done. All oh, the smelly people. Um, oh. <laughs> hey, hey for tickets for cons. It's just like speed limits. It's only a suggestion. Right. <laughs> um, and then, of course, the book will be out uh, in hard copy in March. Nice. Uh, you can pre-buy it now, which is awesome. Uh, if you're interested in giving me more money just get the electronic copy (laughs) um what else uh oh lee and i are thinking about doing some uh training through safari online okay cool so that that should be out sometime next year once we get all that uh worked out all good stuff all right well thank you everyone and that, dear friends, concludes this latest thrilling episode of the InfoSec End of Year podcast extravaganza. We are sorry that Paul Jorgensen could not join us. Yes. Uh, but let's, uh, Ed, why don't you close it out with our last line and we'll get to the song. The uh, brilliant ideas and keen insights we provide are hours and hours alone. They do not necessarily reflect anything with which our employers may want to be associated. That's a good thing. All right, so this looks like a, an Ed Rojas original here. Oh, um, heck yeah. You guys got the the lyrics there because it's, uh, you know, New Year's is around the corner. So My, my connection is getting bad. Hang on. <laughs> oh, I got, I got I'm having an audio thing. problem. We, we, we figure New Year's Day by you two. Everybody knows this song. All right, let's go. Ready? All okay. is quiet on oh, New Year's Day. Day. A DDoS attack. Get underway. I want to hack with you. Hack with you night and day. We're hacking everything on New Year's Day. On New Year's Day. I will hack with you again. Come on. No, there's no day there. I will hack with you again. Oh, you guys, man. This was supposed to be a good one. <laughs> that that was would be a good time to mention truly fire. Terrible. <laughs> I, I'm, changing, I'm changing my answer for 2017. I'm going to work on my singing skills. <laughs> me, too. me too. That way we can get more listeners. I think that's the problem. Right. I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I think we're to the uh, Say Goodnight Gracie portion of the podcast. <laughs> All right. Hey, guys, thank you very much. Merry Christmas to everyone, and Happy New Year to everyone that uh, would listen to this podcast. Nighty night. Bye. Thank you all. See you guys later. Bye. 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 Bye.